Welcome to the Luxury Listing Specialist Podcast with Michael Lafito, where top luxury agents reveal their best practices, plus interviews with real estate industry influencers, thought leaders, and luxury marketing experts. You'll come away from each episode with new strategies and tactics to dominate high-end homes in any market. And now for the latest episode of Luxury Listing Specialist, here's your host, luxury real estate expert, coach, and trainer, Michael Lafito. Welcome, everybody. Luxury Fridays. I'm your host, Michael Lafito. You're in the right place. If you're looking to work smarter, not harder, you're looking to increase your average sale price, and you're looking for cutting-edge strategies to differentiate yourself from the competition. You know, from time to time, we have various guests on, whether it be lead generation, whether it be strategic partners that will help provide leads or or help build your brand, whether it be your website, your your lead generation. And today is uh, a little bit different, but it's a it's actually I think probably the one of the biggest biggest foundational principles. Uh, whether you're going to have a successful year, whether you're going to bounce back from trials and tribulations, right? We talk about turbulence a lot in real estate. There's a lot of ups and downs. And uh, we're going to talk about peeling yourself off the mat, if you will, to use a sports analogy. I coach wrestling for three years and my kids wrestled for some time. And I love wrestling because it's a great analogy on life is you're you're going to you're going to win some, you're going to lose some, you're going to have to pull yourself off the mat after, you know, getting pinned or getting knocked down. And um, that's uh, kind of what we're going to be covering today. And I have a special guest. But before I bring him on, just uh, some some housekeeping items. Again, uh, number one, if you have questions for me or you're perhaps watching a replay of this uh, again and you're not watching this live, shoot me an email, michael at marketingluxurygroup.com. Shoot me an email, michael at marketingluxurygroup.com. And uh, again, for our guest or for myself, if you are watching live, type in your comments to uh, type in your questions in the comment section. You don't have to download anything. Uh, we're streaming this on multiple platforms, uh, which is great. And um, and just a, a couple other things. If you are watching a replay, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's just youtube.com. Our handle is at Luxury Specialist. Uh, again, YouTube has handles now. They released that less than two months ago. So make sure you secure your handle. Maybe it's at your last name or whatever your website is. Uh, make sure you secure that. We have a, lunch, a bunch of free resources. You can go to joinluxgroup.com, join Lux Group. And big announcement is our next designation event is going to be in Mexico, in Cabo, on Friday the 31st. You can find out more information by going to luxurydesignation.com. Uh, last time we did our luxury training in Mexico was in Mazatlan. It was for Keller Williams Luxury Mexico, and it was right before the pandemic. I presented on March 10th. I flew back on Thursday night, March 12th. I didn't know if I was going to be able to get out of the country. And, and as you know, the world changed. Uh, Friday the 13th of March is when uh, a lot of the kids were in school for the last time, in some cases for a year in some parts of the country. So uh, those are some exciting things that I wanted to share with you there. Again, uh, just a, a couple of reminders. We are always looking for guests on our live stream, on our podcast, on our show. 
where if you're a top agent, you're a newer agent, you have some success stories, you have some objections that you want to overcome, let us know what those are. We'd be happy you know, to uh, feature you on one of our shows. We literally, just a few days ago, we were uh, doing a two-day training. We did a two-day training. Um, I want to pull that up for you. We did a two-day training for the Red X Real Estate Data Exchange. Perhaps you've heard of the Red X. We did a two-day training on helping agents break into luxury through prospecting lead gen. If you're interested in hearing more about that and uh, perhaps getting your hands on the replay, it was a six-hour training where we went over the ins and the outs and the best practices. We talked about lead gen, whether you do door knocking, circle prospecting, OPP, other people's properties, open houses, whether it be canceled and expired mailers. We covered it all. We went into the nit and gritty, the who, the what, the why, the where, and more importantly, we gave tons of content and valuable resources. And those are my good friends at the Red X. If you want more information on that, shoot a comment. Let me know what questions you have. Shoot me an email again at michael at marketingluxurygroup.com. Those are some exciting things that we covered. All right. Setting the stage for today. Setting the stage for today. Uh, my guest that I'm about to bring on, I've known for, and he'll probably be able to tell you, I knew him from his days at the Kinder Reese uh, company. And uh, Jay Kinder and Michael Reese uh, ran a very successful coaching company. They're still doing some amazing things today. Uh, I would say I know Jay more than I know Mike, but uh, great guys. Um, and they, they're value builders and very smart, uh, very smart at what they do as well. And, um, you know, there's a lot of people in the industry that have a scarcity mindset coaching programs or, hey, you're not with Cobalt Banker or you're dead to me or you're not with Remax or you're EXP and I'm not EXP. And um, this show is brand agnostic. I'm all about raising the bar for the industry, whether you're a newer agent, you're a seasoned veteran, you're a broker owner, you're a team leader, whether you have a luxury division, whether you are a C-level executive, as well as if you're a consumer. We'll have consumers pop on here. They want to know about the market. So if you're watching on a live stream and you're not a licensed agent, there's going to be something for you as well, especially with today's topic. So uh, I am a big believer. Our, our designation, our Lux designation is, is 16 modules. But I think the most important module out of all 16 is, honestly, it's, it's, it's probably the foundational module. And, and so I want to share with you that right now so you can get, get an idea. Our designation called Lux for short is 16 modules. And, and if you look at module two, module two is building your foundation, building your foundation. And that's a great segue for what my guest is gonna be talking about today, because you might have a foundation, you might be running, your business is going well, and then life happens, whether it be uh, divorce, whether it be financial stresses, whether it be legal problems, and pulling yourself off the mat. And I talk all the time that I think module two in my designation might be the most important because whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. I say garbage in, garbage, and most people say out. No, I think garbage in, garbage stays. And so your, your mental toughness, okay, your mental health, building yourself 
peeling yourself off the mat. You know, we're going to go into a turbulent market. Some of you are already there. And what are you going to do when you hit those times? So today's guest is just that. We're talking about how to the art of a comeback, right? Once you hit rock bottom, what can you do? And with that being said, I'm going to bring on my good friend, Wally. Wally, are you there? Hey, man, good to see you. Thanks for having me today. I appreciate hey, it. Great, great to see you. So Always, always. I, I wanted to kind of... Uh, give a little bit of uh, background uh, of the topic, but I didn't go into much of your background because yeah. you can tell it better than I can. <clears throat> so why don't you tell everybody a little bit about who, who you are, but before you do that, when when do you think you were working with uh, Jay and Mike at those events? I was, I was doing the math. I went, I want to say we've probably known each other at least 10 years, a little longer than that, maybe 10, 12 years. Okay. So in that yeah. range, you know, and, uh, Mike would never tell you this, but I'll tell you what, Mike Lafito is easily one of the nicest, most caring people you ever meet on the face of the planet. He has a huge heart. He's a huge giver. Um, you know, when I was going through some of the stuff I went through and we didn't even know each other that well at the time, he would hit me up on Facebook Messenger, ask me how I was doing. And, uh, you know, sometimes I didn't get back to him because I was going through such a tough time. But I'm telling you what, he is easily one of the nicest guys on the face of the planet. He's a great guy to align yourself with. This is not a paid endorsement, by the way. And <clears throat> I would I would gladly do anything for this guy if you ever need anything for me because he is the salt of the earth, as they say. So anyway. No, I, I, I appreciate that, you know, mm -hmm. and I won't tell your story. You can tell it. But I did mm -hmm. reach out to you because I, I, I believe that Jesus and, 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 mm -hmm. and God put me on this earth to, to build others up. And I'm by mm -hmm. far not perfect, right? I mean, I... I, I, I each day, right, is a clean slate, and you're trying right. to get better, and you're trying to build people up. But, but I've always thought to myself, if I was at rock bottom, would I want others reaching out to me that were good friends and mm -hmm. and, and people that didn't even know me that well checking right. in on me? And mm -hmm. and I I've I've had turbulence like we all had, and I've had those friends that were there for me. But more importantly, I had a lot of friends that I thought should have been there for me, and they mm -hmm. weren't. And and I remembered that, right? And so I'm empathetic to that. And yep. so I reach out to others. I should do it more. Mm -hmm. But when there's going through some turbulent times and you try to build people up, you know, there's an interior designer in my market that I knew through high school and she's crushing it. She's kind of like the Chip and Joanna Gaines in my market. Mm -hmm. And I just out of the blue, just, hey, I just want to tell you how impressed I have mm -hmm. I am with what you've done. So, you know, trying to do more of that, I could always do more. But with that, this is your baby. Tell everybody a little bit about you, and um, and let's kind of go into today's topic, which is really how to build yourself back up when you've hit rock bottom. So you want me to talk about the positive stuff first, or do you want me to start at rock bottom? Where do you, where do you prefer? Well, um, I, I, I don't want to be the, the negative guy off the bat, but on the same token, let's bullet point out, like, hey, where I was, where okay. I'm at today, and you can go into some depth. Sure. Okay. So my name is Wally Bressler. I, uh, I have a company called uh, Trigger Sales System. I, I specialize in every aspect of the real estate business. I've been coaching for about 20, 22 years, but I really help people overcome the blocks that are in their way so they can create new triggers for good habits. Um, the way I learned that was through a very tough life. Uh, some of the stuff happened to me. A lot of the stuff I did to myself you know, um, I, I always start this story. These way. my parents were not bad people. They just weren't good parents. And like a lot of parents, they really don't know what to do. And, you know, I'm, I'm 54. So, you know, back in the late 60s, early 70s, there was no such thing as child abuse or emotional abuse or sexual abuse. There was none of that stuff, you know. And so, you know, my, my parents were both raised by in Italian families. You're an Italian family, you know. So 
you know, back then, you know, communication in Italian families, you got hit, you got yelled at, or you got food. It was one of those three things when I was younger. So, right. You know, and, and right. Hey, you should be seen and not heard. Do it. Why? Because I said so, you know, your mom can't throw a baseball, but she can hit you with a slipper at 20 yards. It's just the way it is. Right. So, right. You're Nona. So anyway, so yeah. the whole point is, is, you know, my, my, my dad took care of me when my mom worked when I was younger and he had a terrible, terrible experience with his mother. You know, he used to drink a lot. He smoked and, you know, I would get punished when I was younger. And one of my punishments when I was like three, four or five years old was to be put to bed without dinner. And that created like a real fear of being hungry in me. In fact, I remember in sixth grade, the very first day of sixth grade, all the other kids were having their snack. I opened up my Kung Fu lunchbox, ate my snack and my lunch because I was afraid I wasn't going to eat. And, you know, and that blossomed into a um, about a 45-year binging disorder where my weight topped out at about 480 pounds. Hmm. So um, when I was 10, I was sexually abused. Uh, when I was 11, I, I got involved in looking at pornography. And when I was 12, I started having sex because I was just a mess. And that, that entire time I was bullied. So by the time I was 13 and 14, I had horrible self-esteem. I did not like myself, I, you know, and I really just did not enjoy life, you know. And, you know, it was bull a, lot of, a lot of things I'm talking about, a lot of people go through, I found out, you know. But what happened is at the age of 14. They I don't want to talk about it, right? No, they don't. Embarrassed. We got no, stuff they, that's no, in they, the closet, yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's not their fault. You know what I'm saying? So what happened was, is at the age of 14, I went from being the guy who had things happen to him to be the guy who did things. And so, you know, I had, you know, lots of, of, you know, relationships with women that turned out to be nothing because I couldn't deal with it emotionally. Um, You know, I probably wasted about four, probably four or five million dollars in my lifetime because I had a poverty consciousness. And, you know, we grew up poor. And I just didn't believe I was worthy of the money. Plus, I also had low self-esteem. So I was using the money to get people to like me, spending money on people to get them to like me, which, by the way, does not work. Um, you know, I ended up being unfaithful to my ex-wife four times. Um, I've ruined most of the relationships I had from when I was younger. And then uh, in 2005 and 2006, you know, the mortgage market was like the Wild West. And I was working with a lender uh, who I knew from high school time. And, you know, we started doing real estate investing. And he ended up lying about $15 million worth of mortgages. And so I spent a year in federal prison. You know, I wasn't trying to steal money, but my name was on paperwork. And, you know, I did look the other way on some stuff. So I had to accept full responsibility for that. You know, I, I didn't see my children for a year. And then but I also didn't work on anything except for losing weight. So, I, you know, by the time I was out of prison in 2014 at the age of 46, I was still addicted to sex, pornography, food and money. Um, about a year later, and you'll remember this, I met somebody. And ended up going on being on being in a relationship with them, and so I was with them for four and a half years. I asked them to marry me. They took my engagement ring, and then they wouldn't move down to Texas to be with me. And on in September of, we'll say nineteen, maybe it was, um, I, I broke up with her. And then I found out that she had lied to me about everything she told me, including the fact that she wasn't still married. She actually was. So she was married the entire time we were together. And so for me, that was like the last horrible decision and a string of really bad decisions. And I, uh, I couldn't take it anymore. So the next month I decided I was going to take my own life. And I mean, I was literally at rock bottom. I just, the pain was just too much for me. And I was literally sitting in this, I mean, I, I've redone it now, but I was sitting right here in this area of my house and um, I was looking out the French door at their light. And all I'm thinking about is how am I going to kill myself? You know, I didn't have a gun because I was a convicted felon. Um, you know, I, I, um, I had medicine, but I didn't have enough to kill myself because I think I weighed like 440 pounds at the time. I was thinking maybe I could call the police and run after them with the knife, but they probably wouldn't kill me. And so, you know, I just sat, I was just crying and sitting there. And then, you know, speaking of God, you know, I, you know, my dad died when I was 23, 
you know, he had a heart, he had a heart surgery, you know, and uh, had gout at the time, couldn't wear those compression socks on his feet. And two days after Thanksgiving, he died in our living room floor from a pulmonary embolism, you know, and he was 49. And then, so I realized how painful it was for my family and, and, and me. And so God's like, Hey, you know, you still have more to do. You still have four children yourself that, you know, need you. And so I made the decision then that I was going to start working on myself and, and finally go through what I needed to go through to help myself. And so, you know, in the last four years of working on myself and, you know, taking what I've learned as a real estate coach, but also as a person and, and a lot of the research, I've, I've really found a way to help people overcome the blocks that are literally keeping them from enjoying their life and moving forward. I mean, I think, and you probably hear this all the time, I and mean, everybody wants to get into the luxury market. It's a great business to be in, great referral business. I mean, you are like the king of, of luxury. You know what I'm saying? You, you've, you've turned it into a you know, a science and an art and people follow your program, they're virtually guaranteed to succeed. The problem is a lot of people get in their own way because they have the stigma that they're not good enough to go sell homes for luxury people. Yeah. Like somehow, you know, you know, um, limiting beliefs. I, I like, yeah, yeah literally, I call, I call them hidden identities, like beliefs about, you know, you have this identity, you know, we create these identities. Like for instance, if you grow up poor, you know, there's probably a hidden identity inside of you that tells you that you're not worthy or that you're not good enough or that you can't have things. And so that that dictates, you know, what you think you can and can't do. You know what I'm saying? The people that own luxury homes want the same thing that people who don't own luxury homes on. They want the most amount of money for their home. They want it sold in their time frame. They want great customer service. And they want to make sure that you're investing as much time, energy, and money as possible to market their home to get them the most amount of money. And most importantly, they want to trust you, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I don't know any seller that doesn't want that, right? Now, cr- right. granted, the marketing's different. And, you know, but the fact of the matter is, is those people want to be taken care of just like the guy who's selling $250,000 house. Yes. But, you know, and so, you know, the people, the reason people don't get on the phone is the same reason they don't go ahead and keep their gym membership and work out regularly. It's the same reason they don't stick to a diet. It's right. the same reason they can't keep a calendar. It's the same reason they're afraid to approach luxury sellers. Right. All that stuff has to do with, you know, their self-esteem, what they believe to be true about themselves. And my research says that 60% of real estate agents um, have a very strong need to be approved of and liked. And it's, it's so strong that it keeps them from doing the things they need to do to grow their business because they're afraid they're going to be rejected and, and not approved of. Yeah, 60%. I, I think that's, yeah, I, I would agree with you, right? I mm-hmm. mean, so many people, not just realtors, but people, the, people yeah. uh, you know, kids on this, my, my parents on the sports teams that Absolutely. I coach, whatever, people are worried about what others think more so, right? And mm-hmm. so they, they don't, they're not themselves. And they don't step out of their comfort zone because what if, right? What mm-hmm. if I fail? What if people judge me, right? I mean, luxury real estate. Well, I'm posting about this home. My, my girlfriend's telling me I, I, I'm bragging because I, I, sh- I just talked about a house I sold or what I did. or Like they're too worried about what others think. Mm-hmm. And you're absolutely right. I tell them, listen, are those people paying your bills? Right. That's right. You know, they don't have to look at you in the mirror every morning, you know? So, yeah. And, and, you, and you run into it all the time because, you know, I'm sure... Like you have your event. I've seen your event. You like to have fun. You're always on. You're getting people to wave and be happy, and right. you're building people up. Energy. What's that? Yeah, but not Bring just that, energy. But, but it's authentic and sincere. Yeah. Though. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. not just hoopla. You know. Right. But you know, and, and you're talking to people and getting excited, and I know people are coming up after you. Like, hey, do you think this will really work for me? Will this mark in my market? You know, what about this? What you know? I've never done this. I've never done that. And like, they're already defeating themselves before they even try. You know, and, and that and, and, and so what happens is, is, you know, if you if you, you know, let me just give you an idea of where this comes from. You know, if you fo- if you face some sort of physical, emotional or sexual abuse or if you were bullied 
or if you had parents that were divorced and the divorce didn't go well, or your one of your parents was an alcoholic, or your parents didn't pour into you, or even if you made observations about not being good enough, you know, and or you know, and whatnot, or somebody was a perfectionist or procrastinator, what happens is is it triggers your your fight or flight instinct. And and and, and unintentionally, I mean that, that gets triggered. It's not even, you know, it comes up when it's triggered. And so you know, it starts out as like a little seedling and you plant the seed of doubt or fear over something usually having to do with being accepted or approved of or being good enough. And over your lifetime, you continually avoid situations where um, that could get triggered again. And so it just, it strengthens it and it grows from a little seed to a seedling, to a, you know, plant, to a flower, to a tree, to a sapling, to a bigger tree, to a, a sequoia tree. And now you're 40, 50 years old and, you know, you are in your own way. And a lot of people don't even know why they're in their own way. You know what I'm saying? I just don't like the cold call. I don't right. like to knock doors. I don't like when people call me. I don't want to bother them. You know, they don't need it for me. They'll probably work from somebody else. I'm not Mike Lafito. And all that is, is just those hidden identities, those limiting beliefs that they've created and something that was triggered between when they were between the age of like being born and 12. In fact, so, yeah. so, so go ahead. No, I just want a quick thing before. I, so the fact of the matter is, is that most of our personality and a good portion of our belief systems about who we are, are formed by the time we're seven or eight years old. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah, no. So so for those of you that are just joining or those of you that are watching a, a replay of this, I have a, a guest on today talking about how to pull yourself off the mat when you hit rock bottom. Now, some of you haven't hit rock bottom, but you have you have a, a pessimistic mindset or you have things happen to you as a child that are are, are are blocking you from taking that next level, whether mm -hmm. it be relationship wise, spiritual wise, physical wise, eating mm -hmm. wise, uh, sales wise, uh, your business wise. Mm -hmm. You're absolutely right. In November, just a few months ago, I went to a, a, a Christian men's retreat and, yes. and they dived deep on some, you know, my fellow attendees on, and you're, you know, these men were in tears talking about things that happened to them as a child or the way they were raised and how it's affected them as a husband, as a father, or, mm -hmm. you know, as a, as a business owner. And so you're, you're spot on. So, so that's kind of the problem. And yep. one of the things that you do is you talk about, you know, solutions to help these blockages or the, the, the you know, trigger sales system, right? Things right. that can help, you know, trigger changes. So that's, so that's the mess. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about some ways that agents that are watching team leaders, broker owners, or just mm -hmm. consumers that are watching yeah, yeah. social or replay of this can can put some some things into play to help yeah. change their system or ch change the thing that they want to change. Right on. Yeah. And so I think the first thing to realize is that um, if you have call reluctance or things that hold you back emotionally, psychologically, it's not your fault. Okay. Like very few parents have the ability, especially when we were growing up to sit and talk with our kids and say, Hey, you know, it's okay that this happened, you know what I'm saying? And this is fine. And this is okay. And, and understand the need to pour into their children and stuff like that. Like, you know, when we grew up, it wasn't quite the same thing. Right. So, you know, somebody did something, I don't believe that people's parents are bad people. I just think they were bad parents. And, you know, I remember when I was in, pre in prison, I read a book. It said the seven things parents do to screw up their kids. Huh. And I'm like, oh, it was interesting. Chapter one was the opposite of dysfunction is dysfunction. So, you know, you, you, your parents, you know, your parents, right. You know, they had their parents. And so, you know, whatever, you know, your parents got from their parents, you either got exactly what they got, which could be very dysfunctional. You got 
a better version of that where they made some adjustments and said, you know, hey, listen, I see a balanced way to do this. Or you got the complete opposite, which is also dysfunctional. So let's just say your grandmother, your mom's mom was like completely absentee mother, right? And just didn't pay attention to your mom. And so your mom, you know, was pretty wayward and didn't get a lot of guidance, had some self-esteem issues. You either got that where your mom left you completely alone, didn't build, didn't pour into you, whatnot, right? Or you got, hey, you know what? This sucked for me and I don't want it to suck for Mike. Or your mom was a helicopter parent and she was around you 24-7, like like the guy at the at the um at the at the circus picking up poop after elephant, right? So and so that's what happens. And so it's not that our parents are bad people. They just they, they just don't do a good job. And so the first thing we have to acknowledge is that if we have these challenges, it's not our fault. But like Will Smith says, it is our responsibility. If you ever watch fault versus responsibility video, it's three minutes. He says it doesn't matter how you got here. It's not your fault, but it is your responsibility to take care of it. And so I've kind of broken it down into, into five steps. Okay. So, you know, the first part of it has to do with radical honesty. And so step one is becoming aware like, let's really become aware of, of where this is coming from, right? I know I can't pick up the phone. I know I have these hesitancies. I know I, I avoid confrontation and I avoid conflict. And I know I stay in relationships with the wrong person too long, but I don't know why I do it, okay? So what I have my clients do is I have them take two note cards, Mike. And on the note card, I just ask them to say, what is the cause of my? And then they can put procrastination or they can put perfectionism or call reluctance or, you know, my inability to prospect, whatever it is. And put one on each card and keep one for, with yourself for the day. Put the other one next to your nightstand. And by the next morning, you'll know because your brain's job is to create clarity and, 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 and understanding and peace for you. And so when you're at busy, when you're working at night, that's practically when your subconscious is the busiest. It's running around fixing things, right? And so, right now, so step one really is, you know what? Let's, get, let's become aware. That's the cause of it, right? You always find out because your subconscious remembers everything you've ever tasted, touched, smelled heard or seen. It's all in there. Most of us have been pushing it down. You know what I'm saying? Thank you, Lisa. And thank you, um, Vincent. So yeah. yeah. So yeah, we got uh, some great you feedback. Thank you. No matter where you're watching, yeah. appreciate any comments, any feedback. Uh, Wally's pouring his heart out here. Vince, right. my good friend in Florida. Mm -hmm. Lisa, uh, some great feedback. Thank you. thank you. So Wally's talking about, you know, what is the cause of my, so, so right. taking notes, right. Whether it be on a note yeah. card, you know, like mm -hmm. being, uh, being uh, focused on this, being aware of this. Right. right? Mm -hmm. It's it's radical honesty. It's being willing to look at it and say, you know what? I'm not living the life that I want. I'm not getting what I want out of life. And there's a problem here. It may not be my fault, but it is my responsibility. You know, I had some hard things to look at. I hurt a lot of people. You know what I'm saying? I, my children all went through therapy. You know what I'm saying? What if my children decided that they were going to try and take their own life? I mean, it's it, it, it was bad. You know, but a lot of it had to do with the decisions I made. So first, we got to become aware. And the reason we want to become aware is because you can't fight a battle against an enemy that you can't see. And you can't hit a target that you can't see. But also, what happens is, and T. Harv Eker says this, he's a Canadian personal development guy, uh, the, the, uh, the millionaire mind. You're probably familiar with that, right? Uh -huh. So he says, he calls it TFAR, thoughts, feelings, actions, results. We get a thought and a trigger, and then there's a feeling. And then that emotion, that feeling causes a, a, an action, then we get a result. But here's the problem. Most people go thought. Let's skip over this emotion. Let's go right to action or inaction. So it's thought, smoking, thought, procrastination, thought, perfectionism. We skip right over it. However, What's the R stand for? Thoughts, feelings, actions, results, TFAR, right? Okay. Right. So Thank step you. two 
put that is, on the screen for everybody right there. So, so step two is let's go ahead and let that emotion come up so that it's let's be aware. So because there's a feeling that's supposed to come up. And most of us have been pushing it down either emotionally or with drugs or alcohol or food or, in my case, food or sex or pornography or money. But if we would just let that emotion come up and process it, it would actually get out and go away and probably be gone for good at some time. But no, it definitely will be gone for good at some time. So I call it awareness, define, identify mindfulness. So step two is you become aware of when the emotion comes up that usually triggers you to bail. Right. And then you go define and identify. OK, this is anxiety. And oh, I, is, is define and identify part of step two? Yeah. Yeah. So step two is awareness, define, identify mindfulness. So awareness defined, identify mindfulness. I'm going a little fast. Sorry about that. No, it's okay. Sometimes I get on my Mack truck and I just ride. So, no. um, so then, so here's the thing. I, I, I okay. Here, but you get the idea. Listen, you know what? Hey, <laughs> you know what? Listen, we're, we're not getting any points for spelling here. So, yeah. So here's the point. The feeling comes up. There's normally a feeling that comes up when something makes us uneasy or makes us feel good, right? A lot of times we just ignore it. We go right to the avoidance. Those avoidance strategies, but. If I would just say, okay, oh, I feel a little uneasy right now. And what is that? Okay, that's anxiety. And it, it comes from the fact that, you know, when I was younger, you know, my mom and dad told me I was a piece of crap my entire life. And I've had clients whose parents literally told them they were pieces of crap. And then you go, okay, I'm just going to be mindful. And so mindfulness is just being present, right? If I'm thinking about the future, I get anxious and scared. If I think about the past, I can get sad and depressed. But if I'm thinking just about what's going on now, I can't focus on those things. So what happens is, is you become mindful. And the easiest way to become mindful is through box breathing. And that's in for a four count, hold for a four count, in, out for a four count, hold for a four count. And that gets you out of what they call, um, what do you call it, out of uh, fight or flight and into what we call rest and digest, which is your normal relaxed state. All right. So so I'm going to have you, uh, you're like me, you're Italian. When you get passionate about I, something, you I know I, I'm trying to slow down. Perfect. I love it. It's great. Great. So you're doing a great job. Well, my step two. So, um, so step two, but while we're talking about step two, talk to me about that breathing technique you just talked okay, about. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So, so here's what happens like fight or flight. You know, if you, if you anxiety, you get anxious. Yeah. yeah right. You know. Yeah. So you're, basically what happens is, is your body's getting ready to prepare to either fight or run. So if you fight, get fight or freeze, right? Like freeze, yep, freeze is, freeze yep. is the other one. Some yes, people freeze fight. when there's anxiety, something's exactly. happening. You see someone in, in need. And why didn't they jump in like 100%. they wanted to, but they, they froze. Right. And so to your point, you know, when you're getting getting ready to fight or freeze or run, your body goes, oh, we've got to preserve energy. So if you ever get a dry mouth when you do something that makes you nervous, it's because your body's turning off your saliva glands. If you ever feel the need that you have to go to the bathroom, it's because you're, 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 uh, your body's preparing you to let everything out so that you can have as much energy as possible. And it shuts down doesn't shut it down but it really starts to take the energy from your digestive tract it, it, it's basically to, like a generator i got a whole house generator yep. that powers everything but a lot of these generators say what are the major things the heat mm -hmm. the the the, uh, the the refrigerator the yep. sump pump i'm going to put all the energy with the necessity and your body's got this a uh, wiring mechanism mm -hmm. to do this yep and and it, it, it focuses on what it needs during fight, flight, or freeze. Yep, exactly. Perfect. So saliva goes away, bodily functions shut down, you have to go to the bathroom, and it expands your lungs so you can take in more air. However, if you just go into some breathing exercises and do that box breathing, which is in for four, hold for four, out for four, hold for four, 
it transitions your body very simply from fight or flight to rest and digest. And then you can let those emotions pass and you can move on. Mm-hmm. But as long as we focus on the things that are scaring the crap out of us, that'll never happen. Okay. Yeah. So step three is to get to rewire your brain. Okay. I'm a big fan of Hal Elrod's Miracle Morning, right? You know, you get six, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. six activities in the morning, rewire your brain. You know, you got to start telling yourself stuff that you should be saying about how great you are. You know, and he calls them savers. So there's scribing, which is um, uh, um, journaling. And then A is for affirmations. V is for visualization. E is for exercise. R is for, um, uh, uh, R is for, oh, I got It's all right. It's not good. I'm, I'll get back to it. So, uh, um, so by the way, Hal Elrod, Miracle Morning. I yeah. read the book. He, you know, you speak at Jane Mike's event and, yeah. Oh, yeah. and uh, did a great job. Mm-hmm. And you're absolutely right. Like, like I'm a big affirmations guy, right? Whether you think you can, whether you can't, mm-hmm. what are you talking to yourself? Lisa Hayes says it better than I can. Be careful mm-hmm. how you talk to yourself, Wally, because guess what? You are listening. Yeah, listening. Right? So, uh-huh. so what are you telling yourself? And and yeah. affirmations before bedtime, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I do back scratch and prayers with my kids and, yep. and I'm feeding positiveness. You're a leader in your classroom, mm-hmm. you, all, you, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. You build others up, right? I'm saying all these things before mm-hmm. they go to bed because I want it ingrained in them, just not just self-esteem wise, but just but just subconsciously. So mm-hmm. rewiring your brain. Let's talk a mm-hmm. little bit about that. Yep. So he's I got the saver. So it's 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 journaling, scribing, affirmations. You know, if you're not great at affirmations, you can go on YouTube and you can put in self-love affirmations, and you'll get about 14 hours worth of self-love affirmations. V is for visualization. Okay, there's tons of guided visualization apps online and on your phone to help you take through because you got to see it to believe it sometimes and you got to see it happen. Speaking of your brain listening to everything, your brain also doesn't know the difference between what's real and what's not. So if you visualize yourself accomplishing things, eventually your brain will go, let's do that. Uh Right. And so the E is for exercise. Got to get that exercise and R is for reading. Okay, and reading personal development books, not just business books. And then the last one is uh i had it here for a second i don't know i talk about this every day um is silence so that's meditation i'm a big fan of mindful meditation guided mindful meditation i have my clients go to the mindful movement on youtube and what mindfulness does is it teaches your brain to not let extraneous disempowering thoughts into your brain and it allows you to cool out when you're in fight or flight so scribing affirmations visualization exercise reading and then your silence okay and if you just it's 10 minutes each day for an hour It'll change your life because you're basically now in control of your emotions and you're in control of what's going into your brain. Right. Okay. Um, step four, you know, now we've got to, we've got to really think about what we want for our future. Right. So it's, it's really start thinking about what we want. And the strategy comes from Daniel Pink, right? Daniel Pink talks about how extrinsic or external motivators like carrot and stick don't work. We need to have something that's internal that's going to keep us going. So he uses the three words, uh, autonomy, mastery and purpose, right? So it's, we're going to focus on so autonomy, mastery, and purpose. So, you know, my life's the way that I want it to be when I'm running my luxury business the way that I want it to be. What does it look like? How much money am I making? Do I have a team? Am I making, you know, am I wanting to make money whether I'm working or not? You know what I'm saying? And, and so let's look at what that vision is. And then mastery is, is what are all the things that I have to master in order to make that a reality? And usually one of those things is getting on the phone, <laughs> Right. One of those things is is prospecting. One of those things is building relationships with people. 
a lot of people have trouble going to meet and greets and meeting people that are wealthy because they still have that that feeling that they're not good enough, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, and then, and then part of that is purpose, okay, which is step five, which is then find out your why, what's your true why. People struggle with this so much, you know. And um, I like Simon Sinek's book, Find Your Why. It gives you a great process for it. It's kind of broken down into two things. So the first half is, you know, people's why is usually rooted in some sort of pain, either pain that they don't want to experience again, or they don't want somebody else's experience, somebody else to experience again. Okay. So obviously I've got a lot of pain as a child. You know, there's a lot that drives me to make sure I get up every day and do what I need to do. Even the stuff that I don't want to, you know, weighing 480 pounds, you can barely move. You know what I'm saying? I've lost a lot of weight, but it's hard. You know what I'm saying? It's hard to lose that weight and I still have weight to lose. And so, you know, but you know what? My dad dying at, at 49 with me 23 and me having four kids, that's, I can't do that, right? So the first half is what's the pain. The second half is is you've got to be able to contribute something to affect the outcome over it. So for instance, you know, for you, you're like, hey, you know, I want my kids to grow up with strong levels of self-esteem, strong levels of belief in their self, right? I want that. So you know what? Um, and, and, and maybe it's because of how you grew up. Maybe your parents didn't pour into you. Maybe you didn't get the guidance or whatever you needed. And so maybe that's for you. And so for you, you're going to make sure that no matter what happens at night, whether you're in Cabo or you're home, that your kids are on the phone with you, on Zoom with you or kneeling next to them. And you're doing the same thing so you can build up that self-esteem and that strength. Not so much so they can think so they can always just think great about themselves, but that they can weather the tough times in life and get through the hard times. Right. We're not we're not preparing our children to be great children. We're preparing our children to be great adults. Yeah, you know, you're absolutely right. And that's why I'm such a big advocate for kids playing sports, uh-huh. because I know how much athletics did for me. And, uh-huh. and you know, and where I share that with you, I was part of some great football teams and we won state championships. And those those coaches were as maybe more instrumental. And I had amazing parents and I have amazing parents, uh-huh. but the mental toughness, right? Whether it be putting your hand on the line when you're tired and you don't want to run another gasser, whether mm-hmm. yes. you beat up and, and mm-hmm. you're hungry and what are we doing for conditioning? Like, you know, that, that's, that's, you know, those, those, that's stress. Those are anxiety. And, and you still, mm-hmm. you still got back in, in, you know, in the ring, you still went out for the team. You still showed up for practice and, and, you know, you were married. I'm married, right? Life, marriage isn't easy. Parenting is not easy. Really? And I feel like the, the 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 toughness. I had one team member once say, "I don't know how you do it." Like, like your 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 toughness, the amount of crap that you take. I mean, I've had former business partners, you know, cheat on you. They take mm-hmm. you on their, you know, on their on their word, and mm-hmm. and they they throw you under the bus. And and mm-hmm. how do you bounce back? And and don't get me wrong, I have turbulence like the best of them, right? And days are better than others. But, but you know, you focus on that goal. You have that toughness. Like do mm-hmm. work is the mentality. Do work. Refuse to lose. Mm-hmm. Prove them wrong is something I say all the time. Yeah, yeah, you've had that for I don't know who them is, right? So, Wally, I don't know who them is for you, right? And if there's somebody whispering in your ear, you can't do that. You're going to be a failure. You know, mm-hmm. don't let that be your story, right? My story is you tell me this, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to prove you wrong, you know, and we're talking real estate right now, but we're talking much more than that. You know, are watching a replay or live Michael Mm -hmm. here. I got a guest on talking about how do you pull yourself off the mat? How do you come back from rock bottom? Mm -hmm. These are the types of shows that I think are more important than, you know, in real estate, people are looking for this all the time. 
that was yeah. easy. They're looking for the easy button. Give me some thingamajigger, some website to get me luxury listings, to 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 turn on the lead flow. Mm -hmm. And what I'm telling you is we're, we're going into a turbulent time. You know, mm -hmm. I was just reading a quote yesterday, you know, uh, you know, Mauricio Ermanski from Million Dollar Agent, uh, you know, he's, he's going to be at Inman, New York. I'm going to be there next week. But they were asking all these experts about the recession. Are we in a, and he goes, we are 100% in a recession. This is Marisa Romanski. But I'm just sharing that with you from the standpoint, I'm under the impression I'm a realist, okay, but I'm an optimist. So the realist is, yeah, are, are we going through some turbulent times financially? Are we going to have some turbulence in this upcoming year? Yeah, yeah absolutely. But the yeah. optimist in me says, you know what? Life is what drives real estate, Wally. Somebody's mm -hmm. getting hurt. Sure. Somebody's relocating to Texas. Somebody's got that dream job they just took. Unfortunately, somebody's getting divorced. Mm -hmm. Somebody died. Somebody's yeah. expecting. That is what drives our industry. But right. you got to have that mental toughness because mm -hmm. in our industry, okay, you log on to Facebook. Hey, we just listed our house. And guess mm -hmm. what, Wally? They didn't list with you, right? So, yeah. how, And you, you sold them that house. So mm -hmm. how do you overcome adversity? And there's a lot of ups and downs. And right. There's a lot of easy buttons that people are looking for. I just was on uh, four listing appointments last week in Fort Lauderdale, Miami, a 20-year-old young agent, and he doesn't know what he doesn't know, but but they're used to the easy button. They, they don't know what they don't know, mm -hmm. and you have to build that toughness up. I call it the wick. You know, Hopefully in a relationship, you do enough good things in your relationship with your significant other that they're more patient with you because because you put in a lot of good things versus right. keeping score and every good thing you do, they focus on the bad thing. Right. And mm -hmm. so rewiring your brain, you know, uh, being awareness of things mm -hmm. uh, and having skills to, to, um, to refocus. So my, my one son, I won't name his name, but he would focus on negative things. We, we had, he talked to some people about, refocusing in other words don't focus on that negative but let's shift you got to be able to shift onto something else and so what what are some solutions that you have for those that are watching and then i want to hear more about your trigger sales system yeah uh, but 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 what are some suggestions that you have for those agents or those people watching that mm -hmm. realize, you know, yeah, I do have some some things that I haven't resolved from childhood mm -hmm. or from a relationship or you were physically abused, sexually mm -hmm. abused, mentally abused, mm -hmm. you know, had a stepdad that that never built you up. That was just negative right. all the time. You didn't want to have people over you, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. What what are some things that you have to help? you know, trigger. I, I, I use the old adage from Sylvester Stallone. I, I don't know if the movie was real good as a kid. Over the top? Over the top, right? <laughs> he got this here. And when he went from here mm -hmm. to here, it was game time. So what are some triggers that you can have where mm -hmm. where people can shift and say, all right, let's let's move on. Sure. Because I'm sure there's days that you wake up mm -hmm. and your mind wanders there for whatever reason, mm -hmm. lack of sleep, lack of whatever. And what do you do to say, all right, let's refocus? Gotcha. OK. Hey, and, and I think I got us off track. I just you were stabbing the steps. Step four is yeah. is uh, is figure out how to figure figure out what you want. And step five is determine your why. Figure out what, what you want. You step four. want. Right. And then Home. step five. And then All step right, five is that up there, right yeah. there. And then step five is find, find your why. So I think I got us off track. Sorry. Oh no, your find your why is huge. I think you know. Listen, 
that is, I, I'm, it drives my wife nuts or whatever. I got visual reminders. It might be your kids. I mean, I got pictures of my kids right here. Mm -hmm. What is your why? What, what's your driving force? Yep. You know, and, and, and that I would start with your why that's your motivation. Like for you, it might yeah. be 200 pounds. It might be, mm -hmm. you know, uh, see the abs again. It might be my dad passed away at 49. Yeah. Start with the why. If the why isn't big enough, in my opinion, you're not going to be laser focused. Right. 100%. And by the, for me, it would be see the abs for the first time, but that's okay. Who's counting? Um, <laughs> anyway, there, there you go. Hey, you know, they're there, I promise. For me, I, I had to lose some weight a few years ago because my one son was making fun of me. I'm like, what? you know what? You, you, you don't, you didn't ever had six pack back. I'm like, oh, I'm going to show my yeah, still. Yep, yep. You're going to have to do it. Yeah. I'm sure when you played high school football and college football, you were, you were like about 8% body fat and, Twisted seal and sex appeal. Uh, so, so anyway, here's that the, they call. You know what they call that today? Uh, Riz. No. My kids say Riz. Oh, Dad, did you have Riz? I, I don't know. If, I don't know if that's R I S or I. Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah, yeah. I like to think I had Riz back in the day. Yeah, but who I, knows, you know. I mean, I, I, mean I, I played off. I played defensive line, so I mean, you know, I was big all over. It didn't really matter. But anyway, so so here's the thing. First thing is, I want to go back to something you said earlier. Okay. Um, I don't want anybody to have to hit rock bottom in order to make the changes they want to make or need to make. Okay. We all have enough whys. We all have enough reasons to do something, right? It's important that when you look at your why, that your why, like a, your kids are a who good health is a what a house is a what a car is a what money's a what the why is the pain that drives it. And then what am I going to contribute in order to make that happen? Right. You know, I want my kids to be okay financially. I don't want them to have a poverty consciousness like I do. So what does that mean? Well, three of the four of them have credit cards. All of them have debit cards. I teach them about money. My son's getting his real estate license. So I'm going to help him build a real estate portfolio that will take care of all of them after I'm gone. You know what I'm saying? So, that, but for me, what does that mean? That means I got to get my butt out of bed every day, whether I'm tired or not, and I got to go work out. I mean, I, I put in one of those uh, those little walk pad treadmills next to my desk so that mm -hmm. when I'm on the phone, I can hop on there and walk, you know, because I, mm -hmm. I got to be around to do that. And then I I prospect, I make phone calls, I ask people to get on their shows so I can spread my message, knowing that that's going to help me long term. So like you, you need to know your why. But most importantly, you've got to agree at this time in your life that you are not happy with what you have and that you want more and that you're willing to go find out whatever it is that's keeping you from getting what you want. Like you've got in Tony Robbins says true transformation exists only on the other side of true and complete honesty. And that's why I talk about radical honesty. Radical honesty is looking at yourself in the mirror and saying, hey, this is what needs to work. It's not about beating yourself up. It's not about taking somebody else's uh, abuse on. It's really about, hey, listen, you know, Wally, you weigh 450 pounds. You divorced. You left prison with 54 cents to your name. You're in a horrible relationship. You don't take care of yourself. You don't take care of your money. I'm not beating myself up. I'm being honest, right? These are the things you're not doing. Uh -huh. You're going to die young like your father had. You're going to leave your kids without a father. You're not going to leave any life insurance to them because you can't get life insurance because you're too freaking heavy, right? And you know you're not going to leave a, you're not going to leave a legacy. You're going to leave a lesson, right? And having a hard conversation with yourself, not beating myself up and saying I'm a bad guy, just saying these are the things you did and that you're continuing to do that are not going to serve you long term. And then the next part is becoming radically transparent and saying, you know what, kids, I did that. You know what, ex-wife Stacy, I did that. I did go to federal prison. I did blow millions of dollars. I did have irresponsible relationships with women and just being open about it and owning it to the point where it doesn't matter what people say, right? Because they're going to say what they want anyway. And once you own it all, they, they take all the power of the hurt going goes away, right? 
Mm-hmm. If, if you do something and accept it, there's nothing somebody can say. Hey, while I'm, you know, while you're a convicted felon, you left your family for a year. They were on food stamps. They did. I did. Yeah. Right. What else can you say about it? We agree. And then the last part is radical responsibility, which means once you identify. Is that number six? No, no, no. no these, these are, I'm just saying that like, oh, if you, if you talked about how to how to make sure you get out of bed and do that. It's radical yeah. honesty, radical transparency and then radical responsibility. So you take radical, you get radically honest with yourself and own what you did and admit. And then radical transparency is admit that you did it to whoever you need to admit that you did it. So you own it and that it's out there. And then the last part is radical responsibility, which is taking radical responsibility for the change. And that means you go find somebody to help you. And the hardest thing for me, Mike Lafito, was that I had been coaching people probably 19, 18, 19 years at the point my life finally hit rock bottom. And it was hard for me to admit that as many people as I had helped build great businesses and save their marriages and save their lives and all these other things, I could not do it for myself. We can't be our own coach. We can't be our own therapist. And that I needed help. And that accepting that I needed help and then doing the work is what what flipped it around. So the great news is, is people have a Michael Fito to go to. But don't be an asshole. You know what an asshole is? And yeah. Cole is asking Mike Lafito 10 times. Then don't do anything about it. Do nothing about it or do differently, right? Don't be an asshole, yeah. right? Yeah. And, that's, and, and it's just taking what's given to you and running with it. So that's, that's kind of the how to make sure you get out of bed every day. To get to that point, you got to be radically honest, be radically transparent, and then say, I'm taking responsibility to become the person that I want to be and need to be so that I can have the life that I want. Yeah. Um, no, that's, that's – I'm just typing out. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're talking about don't be an asshole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta explain it here in case I get. Yeah, yeah just make sure uh, just where the K is in there. If you don't put the K in there, it gets yeah, a little icy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So don't yeah, don't don't be an asshole. Yes. Uh, you know, where you ask questions but you don't implement those suggestions that others mm-hmm. have for you. You're absolutely right. Um mm-hmm. so so first off, I I appreciate your uh, well, honestly, you. your transparency. We're getting you. you know some good reactions online, and those of you that are watching this, uh, and my name is Michael Lafito. This is Luxury Fridays, mm-hmm. uh, and you're, you're listening to our podcast here, Luxury mm-hmm. Specials Podcast, and uh, we 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 bring on various guests, guests that uh, have tough stories, have turbulence. You know, Wally's not a luxury agent, but but his story should be inspiring. He's giving you a blueprint on how you can change your past. You can't change it, but how you can move forward, right? Mm-hmm. And so I use the word rear view mirror syndrome. Yep. Okay. You're driving in a car. There's a reason your windshield is 100 times larger than your rear view. Unfortunately, yeah. too many people live mm-hmm. in the rear view mirror syndrome. Are you a victim or are you moving forward? You know, are you going to say, you know, I can't change my past, whether it be you know, you're a female and, or, or you're a minority. And there are some things that happen to generational stuff. Mm-hmm. You can't change that. Let's learn from it, but it's hard to move forward mm-hmm. if you focus on the past bottom line, mm-hmm. you know, and, and mm-hmm. so, you know, don't be an asshole and ask questions and not implement from people that are been there, done that, that are smarter mm-hmm. than you. Tony Robbins says success leaves clues. So, right. Don't be an asshole, okay? I got to be careful how I say that. Make sure you spell it. Yes, yeah, spell it right now. I'm going to see my good friend Mauricio from the agency next mm-hmm. week, and, and they have a T-shirt that say, you know, don't be, and, and it's not that word. They use the real word yeah, and they yeah. put it mm-hmm. out there. That's but fine. but what's the cause of my blank? Yeah. You know, number one. Right. Number two, awareness, define, identify, mindfulness, right? So being aware mm-hmm. of 
you know, why is it that, you know, when when the, the going gets tough, you're a runner, you, you, you leave the house, you, you right. don't address something. Uh, or I'll get it. Let's talk about it later. That's one of my things, right? Mm -hmm. Let's talk about it later. Mm -hmm. Why is that? Well, number three, we you got to rewire the brain, right? You got to hit that reset button. That's not easy. That takes time. That takes a lot yeah. of re repetition. Mm -hmm. Okay. Number four, figure out what you want. Okay. And I believe that starts with number five. You figure out what you want when it's the why, and then you reverse engineer mm -hmm. it. And and I also added in here, what do you want your legacy to look like? Great question. Like for your kids, uh, you know, for, for, for your neighborhood, for your mm -hmm. school, for how are you going to give back, right? And mm -hmm. you know, you've got to have radical honesty, tr radical transparency, mm -hmm. and radical responsibility for your change. And don't be an asshole. If you ask somebody for their advice, somebody that's been there, done that, don't ask. You know, there's a lot of gurus and coaches out there that haven't gone through the turbulence, okay, like mm -hmm. you. So, like real estate, don't ask somebody how to sell luxury real estate if they haven't done it. And in my opinion, if they're not continuing to do it right. in 2023. So let's talk, you know, you've been pouring out your time. We have about five minutes left here. <laughs> I want to talk about your trigger sales system. If somebody wants to find out more information about you um, uh -huh. and, um, and you put in a calendar uh, yep. link there. Is that, is that a good one for somebody yep. if they want yep. to get in touch with you? Yeah. So here's, here's the thing. Uh, anybody who wants to dig a little deeper and find out why they're a procrastinator or perfectionist or why they're unable or unwilling to do the things that's going to take their business. So their life to the next level, anybody can get 15 minutes in my calendar and I'll sit there and it takes me, it'll take me 10 minutes and I can pretty much tell you exactly where it comes from. So you can grab some time. Um, I'm in the process of rebranding my company. So right now my website is phonesalessecrets.com, which was the old name of my company. Um, and I'll put that in there so you can bring it up. But it's going to be triggersalessystem.com soon. Um, and also, if you want, you can go find me on Facebook. If you just go into Google and put uh, at Wally Bressler, you can find Twitter, LinkedIn, and, you know, and you can hit me up. And, you know, really my goal in my mission here is to make sure that nobody has to hit rock bottom, that we all can find enough reasons to make the changes we need. There's enough business for everybody. There's enough luxury houses on the face of the planet for everybody to make plenty of money for themselves. And, but you've got to go ahead and, uh, and do the work. And if you're not willing to do the work, nothing's going to change. Um, I'm, I'm going to just, and I'm going to say this not to brag, but I, I need people to understand. I mean, I went from, you know, 2014 having 54 cents in my, my, to my name, no house to live in. I had to live in somebody's house. I had to borrow somebody's car. I had no food. I had to, people had to lend me clothes. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I had two boxes of stuff and, you know, I'm at a point now where, you know, I just released a book last year. I was on national television. I have a company, you know, I've got great relationships with my children. I'm the healthiest emotionally, physically, psychologically I'd ever been, you know, it took some time and it, it, it took, no, thank you. It took time and it took work, but you can do it. Anybody can do it. And I'm just telling you all this, not to be impressed with that. You know what? It doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter how long you've been dealing with what you've been dealing with. It doesn't matter how badly you think you've done. If you want to change, you can change and you can have the life you want if you're willing to do the work. And I can show you how to do that. Yeah, no, I, that's great. I appreciate you. you. I appreciate your time. Appreciate you. Mm -hmm. Do work, right? I mean, just do it. The old Nike slogan. I mean, it's not going to be easy. And, and uh, you know, embrace the suck. Like that's that that's not easy. Like the grit. The grind, like it, my, my, you know, my girls run a coaching program and I'm friends with girls with grit. Like the grit is the day to day stuff behind the scenes that the, you don't get the pats on the back. 
You don't get the recognition, you know, embrace the suck, the grind, the grit, mm -hmm. do work. You know, you just got to do it. You got to be consistency, consistent about it. Right. The compound effect, like Darren Hardy, right? Mm -hmm. I saw Darren speak at Jay's event, Darren Hardy, right? The compound effect, doing things repetitive mm -hmm. over and over again. You're talking about losing weight. It's, it's easier to lose weight when your metabolism's of a 16 year old or 18. Mm -hmm. 22 year old right in your 40s or 50s or 60s but mm -hmm. but again you might not see the the compound effect immediately but the grit embrace the grind and your mm -hmm. why has got to be there and you might need reminders of your why mm -hmm. as to why you're doing this right you know, can um, i say one quick thing before we please, go please please whatever's bothering you is not going away on its own it will not go away on its own i used to beg god i'd be like can you just can i can I please be thinner tomorrow? You know, can you please help me? You know, and God takes good care of us. He puts us in position to succeed. But, you know, I would pray for all kinds of stuff. I would hope for all kinds of things. You know what I'm saying? And the fact of the matter is, is that, you know, the happiness fairy is not going to leave a box of happiness on your door. The mortgage fairy is not going to come and, and give you, you know, uh, money to buy investment properties. Right? The, you know, it's not coming in a box. You've got to do the work and it's an inside job. So, and, 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 you know, if, you, if you're a procrastinator, perfectionist, if you have imposter syndrome, if you're just not doing what you want to do, it's not going to change unless you change. Uh, that's great. So I, I will, uh, you know, leave you with this. Uh, I'll be I'll, I'll say, you know, some prayers for those of you that are watching this, that yes. are listening this, that I don't even wow. know who's watching this and listening, that maybe have some battles and I don't know what they are. But um, but uh, I will pray for you. As will I. And um and so I appreciate you, Wally. Appreciate um, you, man. Thank you so much. Your bar, man. Trigger mm -hmm. sales system. Check him out. Uh, again, I'll put the link up again for his Calendly there. Mm -hmm. uh, 15 minutes. You want to pick his brain, you can go to phonesalessecrets.com mm -hmm. uh, to get in touch with Wally. Um, and uh, again, I appreciate you. Appreciate you, you, sir. Thank you so much. Yeah, you're absolutely, you're absolutely welcome. So thank, thank you. you. Keep it up and uh, appreciate you, bud. Yep. Take care. Thank you. Bye, everybody. All right, so I had Wally on, great guy, doing some amazing things. Uh, again, I'm your host, Michael Lafito, Luxury Fridays. Do me a favor. If you got value from today's training, uh, from, from Wally, from today's episode, you know, leave us a like, leave us a review. Uh, you can go on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and uh, we appreciate it. Again, my name is Michael Lafito. I'm the founder of the Lux designation. Our next training is in Cabo, Mexico. Uh, we got upcoming events. Uh, you can go to our event schedule. I'll share with you guys my screen so you can see that. And uh, our website is simply luxurylistingspecialist.com, luxurylistingspecialist.com. And to figure out where I'm presenting next, you can go to Luxury Listing Specialist. There's tons of great drop-down menus, re resources. We have gear. We got a free Facebook group. You go to the resources, you get consulting, the services. But if you click on that upcoming events, you see where I'm at next. I just did an event literally this week for the Red X uh, boot camp. It was pretty powerful. But if you go to our events tab, I'm going to be presenting in Dubai coming up here in a few weeks. I'm excited about that. But uh, feel free to reach out to me, Michael at Marketing Luxury Group. This is another Luxury Fridays. Uh, again, Luxury Fridays. I'm your host, Michael Lafito. I appreciate your time. Keep raising the bar for whatever you do for the industry. Lisa, thanks. I appreciate this. Uh, and uh, Wally, I appreciate your time. Until next time, I'm your host, Michael Lafito. Keep raising the bar. Whatever you do, remember to prove others wrong and to build others up. Take care. <laughs>